Welcome back to Shani Horror and Vibes. If you are new here, then it's welcome. And if you are a returning Vibes family member, then hello. How are you? How was your day, your weekend? What do you guys have been up to? Today's episode, we are doing a horror movie review. We are not doing a true crime. So now we're going to transition over to the horror side of the Vibes family. So if that is something you're interested in, keep listening because we are talking about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out on Netflix. Okay, so watching this movie, I have watched it twice now. And my honest opinion is Netflix did good. They did a good attempt on it. Okay, so they finally pull up to this little town or whatever, which I'm sorry, is giving me House of Wax vibes. It did uh, when I very first watched it. That's what it reminded me of. And I'm like, what the hell are they even doing here? Like, you normally you're used to seeing them in a house or, you know, being stranded in the middle of nowhere and being forced to even go towards a house. So this time it's like, they're like sitting ducks. Because they don't know this area. As a matter of fact, they're here to auction off this area or start building a town around this area. So it's like you just walked into a lion's den, don't even know what you walked into. After they put this lady out the house, this is when shit gets real because I'm not even about to play with y'all and go through scene by scene. We just going to start jumping right into it. We already know they sit ducks in this open land and they put this old lady out. Leatherface comes down the stairs, which how didn't anybody see his face at all the people that were surrounded at that moment too? Did not see his face. And they take her in this paddy wagon that's supposed to be the, the ambulance because she's having a heart attack. And she dies in the back of the truck, sadly. So he's like trying to give her oxygen, trying to save her. And I felt so bad for him because that's like his caretaker. And Buddy in the back of the truck, which is the cop, like touches his hand. And he looks at him like, get your goddamn hand off me. Like, hold on. (laughs) Hold on. And then that's when shit hits the fan in the back of this truck. And I'm just like, okay, now we getting somewhere. Now we're getting into it. The fiance sitting in the front of the truck, scared shitless, and baby, I would have just unbuckled myself and rode my ass right out that car. Oh, well. I would have landed in the dust fields, but he would have not have got me that day. (laughs) I'm sorry. But she had the right mind, though, to play dead, you know, so he wouldn't detect or see her watching him cut up his mother's face. Like, and that's another thing, too. Like, who all thought it was weird that they chose his mother's face to be his face for the movie? Like, out of all the people in the car, you picked your mama's face. Maybe that was a way to keep her with him at all times. Because he turned her ass into a scarecrow in the fields and left her there. So, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out why they chose that face to be his main face of the movie. So now the sister sees the text message saying that the old lady has died. And she's like, "Uh uh-uh. See, my sister told me that this is giving me bad vibes and we about to dip. And as soon as she got ready to leave, dude takes the keys from them. I was like, no, unless y'all show me some proof that she had rights to be there or y'all had rights to be there, ain't nobody going nowhere. And I'm just like, no, we would have been fighting. You gonna hand me them keys because I got to go. There is no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You don't run this show, you gonna run me back my keys. And they actually let him keep them keys. Like, what? So now it forces them to show documentation that they had rights to that house to put her out of this house. But what they did was, too, he left the papers, so they had to go in back inside this house that she lived in. Well, I'm going to call it, it's the orphanage. I'm going to stop saying a house. It's an orphanage. It's not a house. And she finds the deed and other information 
in the house. Dante's in the kitchen looking for the deed as well. And then that's when Leatherface arrives back home and catches him slipping. I know. Now y'all know. He wasn't the first to go. But we all knew his ass was not making it to the end scene. He was going to go eventually. And better sooner in the beginning than waste time playing with him in the middle of the movie. Just just go ahead and take him out. And that's exactly what Leatherface did. He just went ahead and took him out. Meanwhile, the other sister has seen this, runs upstairs and hides in the closet, which was very smart. She was damn quiet, too. I had sat there for I don't know how long. Finally decides to get out. Then she hides underneath the goddamn bed. As he brings out Old Reliable, which is his uh, chainsaw. So as she's taking in her boots upstairs, Dante manages to make his way out the front door, down the sidewalk, where the mechanic is like, hey, do you hear me? Did y'all find the stuff? Turns him around and sees that he's been attacked. So he then decides to go in the house himself to see what is going on. And I'm just like, at this point, just get your damn truck and give them back their keys so they all can leave. Because clearly... I'm not about to go in the house and be no captain, save a hoe for nobody, okay? I'm just not doing it. And I would have thrown them keys back to them bus people and like, get the fuck out of here because it's a maniac on the damn loose. But no, we have to go in the house and investigate. And I can't tell you how many times this movie pissed me off when they had the drop on him and nobody took the shot. And that that's just what it was through this whole movie. They had open range owning so many times and nobody did what needed to be done. So as he's fighting Leatherface, she's underneath the bed, terrified, like watching all of this. And at least he thought before he fully was killed to take the keys out of his pocket and kind of leave them in his hand because he knew his ass was a goner. So you might as well just give everybody else a chance too. So I'm thinking, yes, as she grabs these keys, I'm thinking she's about to make it to the door, run out, tell everybody, get on the van, shut the door, get in the Tesla, let's ride out. She gets her ass smooth, cold, knocked down in them damn stairwell, like underneath the stairs. And I could not have played that scene. Luckily, her sister got her little nosy ass off the bus after the chick was trying to tell her, no, don't go out there. And, you know, people just always got to be defiant. She was just like, fuck that. Open this door. So he opens the door and I would immediately close it right behind her. And I let her get back on the bus because you should have listened the first time giving. Okay. And now there you go being nosy, but you being nosy also saved your sister. So I cannot really be mad at you at this point. Yeah, I can still be mad at you though at this point. So she saves her sister. They get on the bus. You thinking they about to leave. Nah, baby. Leatherface got a whole nother thing coming for them. They ain't going nowhere. So as the bus stops, the damn bus driver decides to go out and check and see what is going on. <sighs> Once again, just being nosy. And why for the life of me? Did she not shut that door after he got off the bus? Not only that, she's seen him walking down on the side because I know she's seen it because I've seen it. And still didn't shut the door. She let him get on the bus. It was like if anybody deserved to have been chainsawed, it was her. So now that they had invited him to the damn slaughterhouse on this bus, nobody thought to me or I didn't see anybody crawl on the floor like underneath the seats. That was just me thinking. The back door, obviously, of course, does not open. And the only two people to think to hide in the bathroom are the sisters, obviously, because those are the two main characters still. And just when you think that the two sisters are about to be done out of here, that's when the OG triple OG pulls up and she's like, you know what? Get in the back. I got this. But my thing with getting in the back, I got this was why the hell you got on? You got fence 
on your window like a, tr- a cop car, right? No, ma'am, I'm not getting in that back seat. So you can shut me in here and then think you about to go out there and get killed and the keys is in your pocket. And while they dumbasses get in that backseat, Thally goes in the house because she's like, you know what? You've killed all my friends in 74. I'm about to put it into this. And I'm like, yeah, she about to kill this. You know, she about to end it all. She gets in here side talking. Why? Why are you telling him to say your name? I ain't never heard that man talk. All he does is make an um sound like he don't speak. So you think he about to say your name now about the 70 since 74? Girl, if you don't do what you need to do and get your ass out that house. But once again, y'all, here we are with open shots to do what we need to do. And Sally did not take it. So she got outside and guess what? She gave them the keys and told them to get the hell out of there because she wanted to be the one to finish it. And she ended up getting the chainsaw. And I'm just like, you know what? You asked for that. Here it is again. We thinking that the two sisters are going to get away. And sadly, Leatherface is like, nope, I'm not done with y'all yet. And Melody actually gets hurt. And I'm like, oh, no, because that's my favorite sister. I like the other sister, too. Don't get me wrong, because she was the only other person that had a backline story. To be honest, they told why she was suffering from PTSD. But I really liked the Melody. I liked her whole persona, like the way she dressed, like it really fit her, to be honest. So the other sisters were like, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm about to do what Sally ain't going to do. I'm about to put it into it. Sister finally makes it outside and she's chasing after Leatherface. And she has Sally, who's slowly dying from being hacked in half, being her backup shooter. They finally run into the the movie theater area, which I was really curious to see like what that looked like on the inside. Sorry, it just looked old-timey and fashion to me. So I really wanted to know and be nosy. And she's in there, you know. Her and Leatherface going at him, and he gets the drop on her, and as soon as he gets ready to take her out, here come her sister saving the day. They finally take Leatherface down, which my heart dropped when she hit him with that chainsaw. I was like, because oh! then what does that mean? Is that the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre if they killed him? I'm like, and then what gives them the right to be the one to do the end scene? Like, mm, I didn't know how I would have felt about that. But... We all know that that's never going to happen. They're never not going to let Texas Chainsaw Massacre die. They're always going to try to come out with some kind of spinoff, some kind of something, which leads me to my favorite part of the movie where he snatches the sister out, even though she was my favorite, and just cuts her up right then and there in front of the other sister. And the sister is driving away in this Tesla that is an automatic car, so she ain't can't stop it. She ain't doing nothing. It's just taking her away. There's nothing she can do. And I'm just like, oh. No, that's how you end a movie. Because he was like, y'all thought y'all ate? Give me this plate. And that's exactly what he did. He was like, no, nah, y'all not both getting away. And sadly, it had to be her. And I'm just like, Ugh. Got to be more careful. Overall, I did enjoy it. I think Netflix did a good job of their version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like I said, it wasn't intended to really be like the original. But they did a good job with what they had to work with pretty much and if it came out in the movie theater would I pay to go see it no I would wait for it to come out because like I said I mean the main parts where you're just going to see the gore to be honest you're you're there to see the kill scenes so which brings me to which scene was my favorite I already told you guys it was the end scene which scene was my least favorite I think my least favorite scene of them all so this is tough because 
it was a lot of dumbass moments in this. And I have to say, Sally having the whole drop on him and didn't take that kill shot. Like, you waited all that time to stand there to hear him, to talk to him. Girl, we ain't got nothing to talk about. It's it's sight. It's on sight when I see you. And that's how she should have kept it. But nah. So least favorite scene was that. Would I rate this movie out of a 10? I will give it a 7. Initially, out of all nine movies, where does it fall at on my ranking? It's number 8 for me. That's where it will fall. It has to be number 8. Sorry, not sorry. But I'm just saying. <laughs> it was good, but it wasn't like, oh my god, I need to keep watching it. Or it's a fave where I will be like, hey, let's watch the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre because... I will always go back to the first one if I wanted to go back and watch it because the original is my favorite. But since I've seen Leatherface, the 2017 version, that might be a version that I might choose in between. That is it for this horror movie review on Texas Chainsaw Massacre Netflix 2022 version. Like I said, I enjoy the movie. The movie's fun. You can watch it with your kids. I mean, it's not that bad where you can't watch it with your kids or make it a little family date night or, you know, just just you just chilling loving horror movies as much as i do please make sure that you guys are following me on my social media platform so you don't miss out on any horror vibes because we are one big horror vibes family over here and again appreciate you guys for listening talk to you guys next week